In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress-Gaiman. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togedad.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, if that's where it, what it is where you are. I'm Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and I'm here as I am most Wednesdays to talk with you about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. And today's show is a little bit different in that we're going to talk very much about the heart, but we're also going to talk about the heartbeat music and music as a healing modality in working with veterans. Um, there is a long history of music therapy. Music therapy in the United States of America began in the late 18th century. However, music as a healing medium dates back to ancient times. This is evident in biblical scriptures, historical writings of ancient civilizations such as Egypt, China, India, Greece, and Rome. Today, the power of music remains the same, but music is used much differently than it was in ancient times. The profession of music therapy in the United States began to develop during World War I and World War II when music was used in VA hospitals as an intervention to address traumatic war injuries. Veterans actively and passively engaged in music activities that focused on relieving pain perception. Numerous doctors and nurses witnessed the effect music had on the veteran's psychological, physiological, cognitive, and emotional state. Since then, music therapy has flourished, and we are here today with a gentleman who, on a very grassroots level, is working to make a difference uh, with his organization called Strumming for Vets. Welcome, John Rolla. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, sure. I'm going to just um, share with our listeners a little bit about Strumming for Vets. Uh, Many of us are aware of the sacrifices that veterans have made for us. 
What many people are not aware of is the continuing sacrifices vets face when they come home. Repeated surgeries and years of rehab and adjustment. Some of this stuff is really tough. Strumming for Vets is an organization that has come up with a way to help restore that feeling of joy and self-worth that can be lost after extreme trauma. With music therapy and donated guitars and teachers donating their time, vets are given a new type of therapy, which is really an old type of therapy that works. So John, welcome again and please talk with us about what you're up to and how we can help and how we can help spread your music. Okay, well thank you for inviting us to the show here. Uh, right now we are getting ready to be playing tomorrow for the Mayor of San Jose for a State of the City address. We're expecting about 2,500 people, so this is the first time that we've uh, been in front of a crowd that large, so all the guys are real excited and very nervous. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine but, so. <laughs> you are located... I'm sorry? I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just wanted to uh, give people perspective of where you are, where you're located. I am in San Jose, California. And this is the North, Northern, Northern California? Yes. Yes, it is. Just, it's, uh, San Jose is just about 50 miles south of San Francisco. And um, the performance that you're going to be giving would involve how many veterans and what are you going to be playing? We're going to have 14 veterans up on stage. Uh, we're going to have 12 guitar players up on stage and then our drummer and our bass player. And what we tend to play is right now is a lot of oldies. So we're playing like classic rock. But Fantastic. We have ages anywhere. Yes. Uh, we have ages anywhere from about 22 on up to about 62 years old. And when you started to go into the VA hospitals, and I believe when you and I first uh, connected and spoke, you said that, that you, you had this concept as, a, as healing for, for your own uh, combat trauma issues, but you went into the VA hospitals and just started connecting with people and realized the power of music and the, and the, and the healing uh, properties that it offers. Can you talk a little bit about that first day when you just walked in there and said, I'm going to do this? Sure. Uh, I was a uh, corpsman in Vietnam and actually going into the hospital since about 1974, I'd always been walking by the, uh, the, uh, one of the trauma units there. It was the spinal cord injury unit. And I'd always wondered if any of the guys I'd seen outside were guys that I had treated in Vietnam. And so I started right there. And what I did was gone in and talked with one of the counselors and mentioned that I would like to give uh, guitar lessons to uh, some of the guys in there, not thinking that it would turn out the way it has. But I went in, and we, we uh, talked with about eight guys, and I had six of them that wanted to start uh, lessons immediately. So the next week I had gone out, I talked with some friends at a uh, music store, and uh, I bought guitars from them and took them into the guys, and it just started from there. And how many uh, veterans do you think you've worked with since you've begun the project? I probably have had about 100 go through the program already. That's amazing. And, and how long does the program last? I mean, what, what kind of um, curriculum are you working with in the present, and where do you help to, hope to go with this? Well, uh, the curriculum is really open depending on what the guys. I first started off thinking that I would give them about a 
about a dozen or so lessons, and those dozen lessons have turned out to be going on for about a year now. Uh, guys move in and out of the program depending on what their needs are at the VA hospital and depending on what kind of uh, department they're in. It could be a traumatic brain injury unit. It could be the blind center. They move in and out of the programs about every six weeks. Uh, the traumatic brain injury unit, they tend to stay there a little bit longer. So guys are coming in and out of the group all the time. And what if somebody has a, a loss of limbs? What if somebody, what, what, and I know you have worked in this situation because we talked about it, where somebody yeah. has a passion for music and desire and, and really is reborn in a certain sense because they realize they can make music. Well, I think, I think what it does actually is, is for these guys, a lot of it, it takes them back to a time when they weren't wounded before they were in the service. And uh, it, it just tends to take them back to happier times. I think a lot of people tend to, at least I do, uh, tend to relate times of my life. And when I hear a song, that brings up memories of something from there, whether it's good or bad. And uh, so we had one gentleman that actually had his uh, legs amputated on a Monday, and he was there for practice on Wednesday. Phenomenal. And what did he say about the, his commitment to coming for practice, and how did it affect well, him in terms of recovery and, and moving forward? These guys just, I mean, they kind of wait for practice. It's a really important thing for them. It kind of gets them out of their daily routine of just being in the hospital. So they all really look forward to it. In fact, at the end of that day when, uh, when that one gentleman that had his legs amputated, his, his surgeon came in to check on him and was just amazed that he was there for practice. And he said, I, you know, I told you, he says, I've got practice today. So at the end of that, that session, he, he just looked at me and he says, John, he goes, you know what? He goes, I haven't thought about my legs once today. And that's what all this is about, is to take them back to that time where they're a little bit happier and to get them away from the, you know, the pain that they're feeling and bring them into another spot where they can work with it. Indeed. And two thoughts come to mind. The first thought is when you mention about the recalling of memories, of using music as a tool to recall positive experiences in one's life. And science does actually uh, show or prove that when one is in a blue state or depressed or going through conflict, that the recalling of a positive memory or emotion is helpful to move one out of that space, you know, to take the darkness and bring it into the light. And I think that that's really what you're doing with this work, which is just brilliant. Definitely, definitely. In fact, I think the positive memories are a lot stronger than the negative memories. And I think that by having those positive feelings like that with the music, it tends to pull them out of their shells and get them away from those negative feelings that they've been having and gives them a chance to work on those feelings in a different light. And I'm wondering if, it, uh, to a certain degree, it doesn't put them or place them back into a place that is both comfortable and familiar, and that is in a group dynamic. When they're, when they're doing it for the team, that it's not just for themselves, but there are others that are really relying upon their voice or their, their music to help make the whole, to help make it all happen. It, it, it brings them back. Uh, it, it brings the camaraderie back together. And, and I think that there's no tighter bond between men 
than men that have fought in combat. And it, it brings all that back. It cuts through all the, all the bad feelings that, that they've had or are having and brings them back to that spot again. And everybody does rely on everybody, and I'm noticing that after the sessions, these guys are getting together and playing amongst themselves, and they're having a great time. We're going to you know, go to break. John, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but we are going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going okay. to talk about camaraderie, music, and, and, and finding one's passion. And this is Lisa Cypress Kamen, and I'm your host at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We'll be right back. know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity we'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with lisa cypress cayman on toginet.com part of the grateful good grateful nation brings together patients families friends and staff of beth israel deaconess medical center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. It's that Keith Wine Show on Tugginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wan and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWann.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Don't miss that Keith Wan Show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and I am here today with John Rolla, the founder of Strumming for Vets, which is an organization that reaches out to the veteran community with and through music. Before the break, we were talking about uh, a veteran in particular who had both of his legs amputated on a Monday and showed up for practice 
on a Wednesday and what that did for him and, and his road to recovery. And welcome back, John. Thank you. Oh, well, I wanted to touch upon uh, what we had started to talk about before the break about this gentleman in particular, because what strikes me is so profound about his commitment to going from surgery and his bed to rehearsal was that sense of having passion and purpose, place, and meaning in, in his life, which is something that I really talk about in my work at Harvesting Happiness, and actually it is in the curriculum, is about finding what it is that makes your heart smile. And I think that that's what we're talking about with this, this man and the other men and women who in general have joined your program, is it has given them a sense of meaning, something to show up for. Definitely, that, and it does. It has brought a lot of happiness to their, you know, to their lives, and actually to their families too, because they've, you know, a lot of the families have seen a difference in these guys since they've started the program. Uh, I also had one gentleman that used to be a studio musician in Los Angeles, and uh, he had stopped playing completely when he lost his eyesight, and he showed up one day at uh, in the blind center when I was teaching started playing and he was just a phenomenal guitar player and he came in with the group we took him out in the public we played for a stand down in the east bay of san francisco and a couple other uh gigs with him and he got back into playing he he, he just had a whole new zest for life he started working on a project for uh, some equipment to work on a guitar with He's now uh, copyrighted that, and he's back playing again in Los Angeles as a studio musician, all because of the program. Wow. Powerful, powerful medicine, I, I think. Very much so. And, very much uh, so. It's very inspiring. Music is one of my great passions. It is a hobby of mine. I do not play a musical instrument. I cannot carry a tune, but it does not stop me from trying to do either. And I understand. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know that you are also are a disc jockey. You're a DJ and you have a business um, with which you pour your heart and soul and pennies into strumming for vets with the proceeds from what you're doing. Yes, yes. Uh, pretty much this is, like I said, I was getting over a kidney transplant, so I'm on disability. So basically the way this the program is uh, funded is we do get donations. Uh, we get monetary donations and we get donations of musical instruments. And then the majority of it comes out of my disability and living in the San Francisco Bay Area, that sure doesn't go very far. Clearly. So a lot of people do, do donate guitars to us and other types of equipment. And if we can't use the equipment, then what we do is we put it up for sale and then take the money from those proceeds and everything goes right back into the program again. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the fundraising efforts that Strumming for Vets is making. Um, I want to make it clear, if there are any angels out there, that $100 buys a guitar for a vet, which is a very, very small investment uh, in relationship to the return on that investment and the happiness and joy that it brings to the lives of, of a veteran and those uh, around him or her. And, John, could you please give your website uh, address so people who might be interested in donating can connect with you directly? Sure. The website is strummingforvets.org. 
And it doesn't require $100 to get involved. It can require, it would be as much as a dollar would be helpful, but $100 does buy a whole guitar that a vet can use. And that is yeah. uh, really fabulous. Yeah, we, uh, we work with a local music company here by the name of C.B. Perkins, and uh, they've been really good. They're donating a lot of stuff to us, Just even guitars they're donating to us. They do all the repairs that we need on our instruments for free. And so for the $100, we get a guitar, we get the case, we get a tuner, uh, we get some strings, we get a strap, and that gets the guys rolling. Which it doesn't take very much. That's the beauty Not of this, this program. It's a very uh, low low maintenance startup program. It's uh, you you ignite their their spirits and they seem to take off on their own, which is very very wonderful. Definitely, definitely that they do. Um, let's talk for a minute about some of the other initiatives that you've got going at Strumming for Vets in terms of getting involvement from the professional music community from stars and names that we might recognize and, and, and how you're working to grow Strumming for Bets into a nationwide organization. Okay. Uh, actually, we've uh, had a lot of help from uh, uh, a Navy veteran himself, Country Joe McDonald, from uh, the Woodstock fame. We've also been supported by uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service, uh, Starship, Canned Heat, uh, couple guys from Grateful Dead. So we've, you know, being that we're in the San Francisco area, we, you know, we're really grateful that we have these people around and stuff. And what they've, they've done besides, you know, just helping us in general is they've, you know, signed guitars for us that we were able to sell and take that money and put it towards the program also. That's wonderful. And in terms of growing Strumming for Vets, I understand that you have opened a chapter in North Carolina, and I would love to, to give Mark a plug over there, so I hope he's listening. <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we opened up a chapter in North Carolina, and he's taken it actually into uh, the work into Camp Lejeune, so he's getting the guys as soon as they come home from overseas. Wow. So that's getting as about as direct to them as they can, which getting them, you know, if, even if they're not injured, we're not looking for, for gentlemen that are just in the hospital. We're looking for any veterans to, to come into the program. So he's getting them right when they come home, which that will help out a lot faster than it would, you know, six months down the line or something while they're in the VA hospital system. So true. And I, and I would say that the, the men and women who are returning home, that some of these wounds are invisible. You might have somebody who's coming home physically intact and who's making every effort to reintegrate back into civilian life, but they've been affected. One cannot go through war um, unaffected and unchanged. You know, the person who comes home is very different than the one who left. Definitely. It doesn't, you, you can look at people and you can't tell. You know, uh, you've got no idea that, you know, what they're like. And I really think that even what they've gone through, and I respect them for everything that they've gone through overseas, the war for these guys really starts when they come home. 
Indeed. And uh, we did have somebody on the show a couple of weeks ago with whom we were discussing PTSD. And the nature of the fatalities that have occurred in war pale in comparison to the homicide and suicide and addiction rates of our men and women once they return from service, that the epidemic is after the fact. It's not in theater. I mean, nobody uh, wants loss of life. War is very difficult and does not, in general, have good outcomes. However, once these men and women come home, their real war within themselves and, and restoring their lives begins. Yeah, that's the hardest part. I know my problem with, you know, that I've been facing with PTSD. And actually, I think this program does me more good than anybody else. So <laughs> it sounds like I'm being a little selfish for it, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I disagree with you because, you know, serving others is, you know, again, science proves it out over and over again in terms of the study of the, uh, the, the science of happiness, that service, that doing someone for someone else um, that involves rolling up your sleeves, not reaching into your pocket, really makes us have the helpers high. It makes us giddy. It makes us joyful. And to know that we're touching somebody else and making a difference in their lives. And that's what I hear you saying that you experience. So if you call it selfish, I would say, okay, but it really is <laughs> sel- it's selfless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these, it's, every time I walk out with these guys, I, I am on a cloud myself. You know, this has been, I, I just can't believe the feeling I get working with these guys and the way I walk out of there. It's, it's just, it's so beneficial. And to see these smiles on these guys' faces, this is like almost for me an extension of what I did in the service. And I've never been able to see the outcome of these, you know, what happens with these guys when they come home. Because once I put them on a helicopter, the majority of the time I never saw them again. Now I get to see them, and I get to help their wounds after they come home now. Well, well, thank you, John. Thank you for, for doing what you do and for the dedication to, to helping our veterans. It is a huge cause that will continue and remain to be one that is in the forefront of uh, all of our concerns, and it should be, because these men and women give of themselves, give their lives, give... Um, give everything that they have for what they believe in, whether it's uh, love of country or honor or um, uh, camaraderie. It is all about them giving of service and, uh, and ourselves uh, returning that with serving them in this way, either through music or curriculum to help ease their discomfort and their issues with reintegrating back into society. We are going to go on a break in a couple of minutes, and when we come back, we are going to continue to talk with John Rolla uh, from Strumming for Vets, but I wanted to read something from a book that I am presently reading called Beyond the Trauma Vortex into the Healing Vortex. This is by Gina Ross and Peter Levine, who are two well-known experts in the field of uh, PTSD and and combat trauma. And they write in this book about the hopeful definition of trauma. And I think it relates to what we're talking about here. And I'll start and we may pick it up later. Trauma is a common and normal part of life. And our body and mind are naturally hardwired to cope with it. Most of the time we heal from trauma on our own. But when, when it is too overwhelming and the energy remains stuck in our system, we develop traumatic systems traumatic symptoms, I'm sorry, 
And what these programs are all about, Strumming for Vets, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, or any of these programs are helping people get in touch with their symptoms and easing them. And, and not saying we can necessarily cure anything, but we can ease, we can help them cope and move forward in life. We'll be right back. I'm Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and this is Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on Toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Schooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lisa Cypress Kamen, your host at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. And I'm here today speaking with John Rolla of Strumming for Vets. And John is the founder of an organization that reaches out to veterans through music. But before we bring him back on, I wanted to open up the call-in number in case we have any folks out there that might want to call in and ask a question of John. And that number is 877-864-4869. 
Again, the call-in number to the show is 877-864-4869. Welcome back, John. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, well, we were uh, having a good giggle at the break talking about the vets and their performances because one of the, the, the greatest thing that, that about strumming for vets is getting these men and women out to perform. So, John, I'm wondering if you can um, talk about your experiences at the performances. Sure. Uh, I, I think one thing with, you know, we have the instruction that goes a long way with these guys, but I think getting them out into the public is very, very important. Uh, a lot of these guys have, with their traumas, have learned, have stopped reacting to the public. A lot of them don't want to go out into the public. They don't feel comfortable going to restaurants or anything like this. So when we go out into the public and play, what that does, that kind of brings them back into having to learn, relearn how to be a, a personal person again, I guess you can say. Uh, so we do a lot of jobs with, like, uh, veterans-related issues, the Blue Star Moms, the Gold Star Moms. We do stand-down for homeless veterans. And the energy up on stage with these guys and the smiles that you see is just phenomenal. You get people coming up to them, hugging them. We played at the San Francisco County Jail a few weeks ago. And even though we had a captive audience, not to do a pun about it, but <laughs> the... The crowd was just phenomenal, and a lot of these guys have been in in jails or prisons that are in our group, and to go in and return this favor to them and to see the exuberance of everybody, you can't help but walk out with a big smile on your face, and it just it, it just sends their therapy along twofold. Oh, I would imagine, you know, the, the self-esteem that is regained and the feeling of, of worth that, you know, they're out there doing something, making a difference in the lives of another. It is the pay it forward concept in spades, I think. Yes, definitely, definitely. Especially we've got a, a group of guys that are from the one of the homeless units uh, at the VA here. And when we've gone into the stand downs, it was really interesting to watch these guys to see where they had been before living on the streets and all of a sudden they're up there entertaining the guys that are on, the, the men and women that are out on the streets right now. So you could see that that just made them feel so happy to do that and to make them realize how far they have come in their therapy, that they're not out on the streets anymore. They're back living a productive life again. No doubt. And, and the, the, the concept of being of use, of being of service, of doing something that makes a difference in the life of another is so potent, I believe, in any kind of healing work. Um, it, is, it is transformative. You know, the ability to realize that you're touching somebody else's life and for them to respond to it is magic. And I, yeah. I, I witness it in my work, and I know that you witness it in yours. Yes. Yes, it's, you know, the, the feeling of going in and, and watching, you know, and, and bringing a smile to somebody's face, to bringing happiness to them. But when I go in and we, you know, into a unit at the hospital 
And when I walk in and see that the guys are so happy and so excited to start this again and get this going, uh, it's even hard for me to fathom it at times of exactly of what I'm doing with these guys. A lot of times to me, I'm just going in and playing guitar with these guys and laughing and telling jokes and, and telling stories, but that, comes, that goes a long way with these guys. No doubt. And you're just doing what you do. I mean, that's, that is the beauty of this kind of work is that you're showing up, you're sharing something that resonates for you, that you're passionate about, and others are going to attach themselves to it because it's positive. It's, uh, it's, it's doing good. It's helping somebody else. And it just, it feels good. It feels good to get out there and play music or sing music. And it doesn't really matter if you can hold a tune. It, it matters that you that you just open your mouth or you strum the guitar or you stamp your foot in, in rhythm. It's about, you know, being in your body, being very present with yourself. And I think that's a huge key in this work too, is it takes you away from your thoughts, which are just thoughts at, at this moment. Yeah, we played at a vet center uh, about a month ago, an opening for a vet center. And one of my very first students, was there, and I hadn't seen him in about six months. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. He was one of the gentlemen from the, uh, the spinal cord injury unit. We got him up there, and he, he called me about a week ago, and he said he's still got a smile on his face. So that's really nice to hear that, and it's nice to see that it's working for them. Most definitely. And I have a, a, a question of you in terms of the roundup of these men and women. When, you're, when you are getting ready to perform, what does it take to execute the performance? What kind of oh, machinations boy. do you go through to, oh, to get boy. everybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably, I think that's the hardest part, actually, because trying to get, you know, 15, 16, 17 guys, their schedules and get them all together for one time. I mean, a lot of these guys are in VA programs, and they don't have transportation. So I end up being the bus driver, and we have a couple of our uh, other instructors. I mean, just even to get them to practice, I, I drive probably 30, 40 miles, pick them up, bring them back for practice. We'll have practice. We do a barbecue or something like that, and then we got to take them back to or back to where they live at again. So, and even our, you know, a couple other our instructors are doing the same thing. So, you know, I really want to thank those guys because they put a lot of work into this, and nothing is paid for these guys. They're all doing it out of the kindness of their heart, and it's it's just working out fantastic for the guys. Um, let me also ask you about uh, volunteerism and a call to action for people who may be listening or who listen to this on an iTunes podcast afterward, which we will have available within an hour after the show. Uh, so you can feel free to share this podcast with others, post it on Facebook, send it around the planet as a virus. We like that. Um, but if somebody <laughs> wants to start a strumming for vets in their area, they can get in contact with you if they want to volunteer their time, effort, and van to move people about to and from rehearsal and um, performances. I would imagine you would be welcome and open to that. And Definitely. Definitely. How, would, how would they get in touch with you? 
Well, they can contact me through uh, our website. Our uh, email address is info at strumming for vets, and there's also my phone number down there. Uh, we would be grateful for any kind of help. This is all brand new to me, so I've never really done a lot of benefit work or even know how to go about a lot of that. So, I mean, I just go in and, and play guitar with the guys and get them to the gigs and try and get the gigs. And so as far as anybody helping us, we will take any help. Uh, moving them around, trying to help us find jobs or anything like that, that would all be very, very welcome. Well, Even a vehicle would help. <laughs> it would be what? I'm sorry. Even a vehicle would help, too, just to get these guys around. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hopefully, you know, we can use this podcast and send it out into the, into the world, and it will help raise some more awareness for strumming for vets and uh, gain some interest, because I think it'd be a wonderful pairing also for um, more mature high school students or college kids who are looking to get involved and uh, have a car and have some time and have some interest in music. You know, putting, putting the youth together with the vets, I think, could be really powerful. So I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, but there must be ways to raise awareness and get you more of what you need and, uh, you know, help raise our awareness as a civilian population of really the issues. And they are very severe. Yes, we actually have one mother right now that called me last week. Her son is 15 years old, and he uh, wants to go into West Point Academy, and he wants to come in and help. So he's going to start with us, and I'm going to teach him how to do sound and, and how to set everything up on stage and things like that and move the equipment around and things like that. So if there's even any kids like that that want to get involved with the vets, they've got a lot of uh, – things they can help the kids with, you know, they can uh, contact us through that and we'd be more than happy to, to have them give us a hand. It, it, it really sounds like the give back goes both ways. You know, what, what, what the vets are receiving, but also what they're able to give with their stories, with their wisdom, with the miles that they've traveled, and even through the trauma. You know, that trauma is ca or can be such a transformational tool that, you know, the life that we once have known is no longer what we think it to be, and, and now what? And that's really the issue, and you're providing uh, one way of looking at the, the now what. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it, does, uh, it does do that, you know, for the guys. So it's just, it's, it's real. Uh, for me, it's, it's the, the best thing I've ever done in my life. I walk out of there, like I said, and I'm on a cloud every time I leave those guys. And th so they're returning, you know, more to me than I think I'm actually giving them, you know. <laughs> now, I think that probably would be debatable. We're going to go to a break in a minute. And when we come back with John Rolla of Strumming for Vets, we'll talk more about combat trauma. We'll give a couple of more resources. And then there's something very interesting that I would like to read uh, about combat trauma. We're going to break. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and we'll be back in a minute. And, John, I would love for you to give your website address one more time where people could reach out to you. Thank you. It's strummingforvets.org. Wonderful. All right. We'll be right back, and the music is coming any second. And, you know, for a change, I'm ahead of schedule instead of gasping for air, choking on my words, trying to get to the end of my thought before the music comes. But here it is now, and we'll be right back. Stretching it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta laugh, you know. <laughs> We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Well, I think that, that oh, Good. Somebody gave me a little a pause here. I, we know John and I were talking on the break about playing. If he would be willing to play live for us, he just picked him, up his guitar and he went for it. So one of the things I really love about doing this show is the ability to be extremely fluid, that we never know quite what's going to happen, where we lose the guest as we did a couple of weeks ago into the ethers. He evaporated, or we're going to have our guest pick up his guitar and strum for us. So here is John Rolla of Strumming for Vets, and he's just going to play. Go for it, John. I'm not a singer, though. (laughs) No no singing.
was great. Thank you, John. It's just a little taste of what uh, Strumming for Vets does, and it, it really gives us a, a, a sense of, you know, the passion that you bring to the organization and the really what, what you love and what you do have become one and the same, and that is so much a part of the work. It's certainly what Harvesting Happiness does, and we love having guests on here that sort of follow the same mantra, you know, of just finding joy in life and understanding that, you know, not to be Pollyanna, but life, yes, it is tough. Life clearly is tough. It has complications. It has traumas. And then what? What do, what do we do with it after we experience the horrendous events that are part of living? You know, how do we go forward? How do we make a life for ourselves? How do we find our smiles? How do we reawaken joy in our hearts? And we do it by connecting. We do it by connecting with other people, connecting with what, what, with what resonates for us in terms of a hobby or a passion. And you have certainly done that. And um, it is really, it's really wonderful. And even in the, in the past few months since we've spoken um, the first time, it seems like a lot, there's been a lot of movement and growth for Strumming for Vets, and that's wonderful. Yeah, we've, like I said earlier, you mentioned about opening up in uh, Camp Lejeune. We are also, it looks like we have a gentleman that wants to open up a chapter just in the Central Valley of California in Modesto. So they've, we've also been contacted by San Francisco and Los Angeles. So we've got a lot of people that are interested in this. It's just a matter of being able to get down there and to do the work. Once I can free myself up from here a little bit and get down there and get everything going, then we'll go ahead and start moving chapters down there. Or if anybody's interested in opening up a chapter, they can contact me through our website, which is strummingforvets.org. Well, speaking of opening up a chapter, um, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes will have its first weekend workshop at the Sundance Resort in Sundance, Utah, and that's October 14th through 16th of 2011. And one of the things that we are going to present to the vets um, is a sampling of modalities that can be used to work with combat trauma. And in some senses, they might not appear as conventional, but as we now know from what I shared about music therapy, that it, in fact, music therapy goes back to World War I and II within um, the United States uh, military. And I would love to invite you to come and perhaps facilitate a module on, you know, with strumming for vets, um, for the vets that come to the workshop. So I hope that you can make yourself available. We'll get you there. And then what, what you teach these men and women will be up to you. That would be great. I would, be, I would love to do something like that. Well, we, we, will, we will plan on it. We will intend for it. We will also put the word out through the uh, VAs in Utah and maybe Idaho and Wyoming and Arizona that this is going on. And maybe we can get something started there with a chapter because one of the powerful things about radio and about what I'm doing with Harvesting Happiness is to connect people and connect the resources and the dots so we can get services to these men and women who really need it, who really need our support and really need to understand that um, combat trauma is something that can be worked with. And I wanted to um, read a couple of more things from Gina Ross and Peter Levine's book, Beyond the Trauma Vortex into the Healing Vortex. And this is specifically a guide for the military that I'm reading from. And uh, Gina and Peter write, in order to heal trauma, we need to learn to release the stuck, excess arousal, 
and complete the fight-flight responses that we mobilized to meet the threat. It creates hope to view trauma as simply an uncompleted process rather than permanent damage. Trauma need not last a lifetime. It does not have to leave us devastated and dysfunctional. On the contrary, healed trauma is often transformative. Not only do we feel alive when we resolve our traumas, but we deepen our capacity to overcome devastating situations in the future and have a better ability to handle fear. Healed trauma allows us to feel a greater sense of control over our lives, empowers us to develop a fuller spectrum of responses and experience more zest for life. And that's what we're talking about, isn't it? The zest for life. Definitely, definitely. I think music for me, myself, has actually, uh, it helped me get through my times in the service. It was a very big part of it. It helped me get away from the experiences or the day and what I had gone through that day and brought me back to another place where I didn't have to think about what just happened. I need a point well taken. I recently watched the documentary film Restrepo. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Um, Restrepo is a documentary that was produced by Sebastian Younger, who is a writer who wrote the, uh, the book and the screenplay for The Perfect Storm. Many of you may recall that. And he was an yep. embedded reporter in Afghanistan. And he and a cameraman um, went into Afghanistan and actually filmed you know, combat and then really what would happen after combat, the, the, the camaraderie and the connection that the soldiers had with one another. And there was a soldier in the, in the film who had a guitar, and, you know, he would play. And that's how he would restore his, his center after being hammered, you know, day and night, day in and day out, you know, for, for repeated, you know, hours and hours. And I really, I actually thought of you as I watched the film, and I thought about how it takes us back to a place that is calm. That's exactly what it does. And... Um, Which moves me to the next question. Besides strumming for vets and your passion for music, I like to ask this of every guest um, when we have time on the show. We do have a couple of minutes here. And that is about your personal happiness. You know, I've made a documentary film about happiness. All of what I do is, is about generating and helping others generate greater joy in their lives. And I wanted to ask you, what makes you smile? What is your happiness, John? I, th- I think now being that I've been doing this program is what makes me smile is seeing the smiles on all the other people's faces when we go in and do practice, when I take them up on stage and I watch their excitement and their enthusiasm and, and watch it fill their souls up. I step back and look at that, and that's what puts the smile on my face is doing that. Indeed. Indeed, it's uh, helping others uh, cook up their soul food and, and become filled. That's beautiful. And I wanted to ask you how this work has affected your family. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually, I'm, I'm single, so there's really no uh, problems as far as that goes. Otherwise, I'd probably be divorced now with all the time <laughs> I've spent at this program. So that part's been pretty easy. But, you know, my, my brother's gotten involved. My niece has gotten involved. I've had a lot of great people. People have just been coming out of the woodwork for this. Uh, even on, on Facebook, on my, our Facebook page, which is Strumming for Vets, 
Uh, I've had I've gotten contact with old high school people and old girlfriends, and uh, everybody has just been really excited. I had I had old friends send donations in and buy T-shirts and stuff, and I you know I think a lot of people out there really want to help, but they just don't know how to do it, you know. But it's it's nice to be in contact with all these old friends and stuff like that. And it, it, it warms my soul, too, when they say thanks for what you're doing. I mean, I don't need the thanks because my thanks comes from watching the smiles on their faces. But it Indeed. still is nice to hear. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I, what, what I was curious about is exactly what you went into, about how it's affected your brothers, your nieces, old girlfriends have been in contact, Facebook. It, 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 because this work, any kind of positive work, and it's not just related to the military, but any kind of work... No. People get out there and connect with others and help others has such a positive effect on in one's own backyard. And that's what I can't emphasize enough for people is that, you know, it's your, the generosity is what you're putting outwards. But the rewards, the true harvesting of the joy or the cultivation of, of um, more happiness in one's life is the byproduct of that in your own backyard, which is very, very powerful. I think if people just take a little bit of time, a couple hours a month or something, and go out and help somebody, I think it's going to change their outlook on life and even make those people happier, too. Indeed. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to open a bank account for Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. We are a pending 501c3 nonprofit corporation. And I go to the bank, and I bring in all my documentation. And it was a very busy day, and the bank manager was very hassled and abrupt with me. And when she finally paid attention and got down to really reading the documents and, and, and what we're about, she said, oh, I apologize for being so grumpy with you. I want to come work for you. My bank pays me eight hours of volunteer time a month to go out and work with a nonprofit. And when I get this branch in full working order, because she was newly appointed the branch manager, she said, I want to come work for you. I, I want to volunteer. I'll do anything that you want. And I felt like saying, well, I need a bookkeeper. But you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I knew her well enough. But the point was is that it is infectious. People do want to do good by nature. And America is a very, very generous country. I mean, our spirit is one of generosity. And Yeah, uh, I had – I'm sorry, Lisa, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm going to make a closing statement because we are at the one-minute dingling warning, and uh, that just oh, snuck are. up on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd like to thank you for uh, for having us on the program and ha giving us the chance to get our word out about the program. Oh, it's, we'll it's help you get the thing, word out. Nice. That's for sure. And we're going to close. And before we do, I want to thank you, John Rolla, Strumming for Vets. And I just want to Put a couple of, of thoughts into your mind before you go out into the world again with your day. And I just want to wish everybody kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions. And go out there and harvest some happiness. Here come the tunes, and we'll see you next week, or we'll, we'll hear you next week. Bye, John. Thank you. Bye, ladies Bye, in the studio for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Togedat. For more